What's up, dudes and dudettes? This is a totally 80s version of the tubular-ass podcast. Hear me out. (laughs) Cool, right? I was thinking that one out. Totally. It's totally Yeah, it's rad. Mm -hmm. It's rad, dude. It's heavy. Gnarly, heavy. Yeah. Okay, we'll get into it. We'll we'll jump right into it. Um, But yeah, guys, uh, welcome back to Hear Me Out. This week, we're delving into one of our favorite Decades of movies, the 1980s. Um, it's my favorite in general for a lot of reasons. A decade <laughs> that we weren't alive for. And let me just like be one of the people to say that like I'm really against, I hate the, I was born in the wrong generation. I, You know, I'm a, I'm a spirit beyond my years. I'm an old soul. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, like, I do adhere to a lot of that, you know? Yeah, I feel, there's, there's a lot of things that I wish I could have been alive for. Um, <laughs> especially in, in stuff like this, like with movies and stuff, I I almost seem nostalgic for things that I never lived through. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Like, for sure, there's a 100% chance whoever I was in my last life went to see Scarface in theaters. Like, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh you know, music, movies, entertainment, kind of, and, and culture back in the 80s. I mean, you know, there was there was a lot of awful shit with Reagan distributing crack. and No, I mean, it was not good by any the means. The AIDS, but like, you know, as far as entertainment's concerned, it was, it was a pretty golden age for a lot I, of stuff. I think the 80s really sparked pop culture is what I think it did. <clears throat> yeah, it made, it made culture cool. You know, like what what greaser culture was to the fifties. That's what neon, pop culture was to the neon 80s. colors and yeah. bright lights was to the eighties. Well, I mean, you know, like everything has their thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, two uh, thousands was was a southern hip hop and new metal and uh, Michael Bay movies and mm-hmm. shit like that. And two thousand tens was coronavirus and that's. We're in the twenties. Oh fuck! Yeah, we're in a different right. decade, dog. Damn. Okay. Um, Slipping up. I know. It's April. Um, <laughs> so what I tried to do, and we listed these together. We 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 looked online. We looked through my collection. We looked mm-hmm. through the Instagram. That's a follow at a seven five seven movie club on Instagram. <laughs> nothing wrong. Shameless with, plug. Yeah, nothing wrong with a little shameless plug. Um, but yeah, uh, we we we. Dug through a lot of stuff. We thought about our favorite movies. We thought about all the movies we've seen. We didn't get on Netflix or anything. We didn't, which I feel like we never do. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we're on Netflix all the time, but I feel like when it comes to this, it's like we get on here. I'm like, damn, I should have looked on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I didn't prepare any suggestions, mm-hmm. but with the, with a lot of these like uh, listing ones we're not doing this isn't like a top 10 episode i i've kind of noticed we split our episodes into like we'll do a top 10 here then we'll do a review then we'll do a a list then we'll do a research you know like mm-hmm. we we have a couple of categories that right, we right. do and i i kind of like that honestly i think yeah keeps people on their toes and bounce around yeah and eventually you know i'll be able to talk to people who i know that are listening to this and they'll be like my favorite ones are the top tens or, you know, mm-hmm. um, right. but yeah, 
I didn't prepare any uh, suggestions, but with a lot of these listing ones, um, you can kind of take all these because I, I didn't put anything I don't like on here. This is this is all like really, uh, I mean, pretty pretty solid examples of cinema from the 1980s, in my opinion. Yeah, which definitely. is I mean, most of it for you. Uh, around 85, you're really going to start chatting. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of these from the beginnings too, but I feel like 85 and on, that's really where I've seen the most. Right. <laughs> so um, what I did to classify these is I tried to overall, not, maybe not in every year, but I tried to overall kind of keep an even playing ground for all genres. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm, you know, horror and comedy are probably my two favorites of all. Right, right. Um, but that's not to say I, I've put some romantic movies on here. I put some comedy. Yeah, we kind of um, just and for the for the year, you know. Right, right, right. And another thing I really tried to do was um, even movies I don't like. Like I've got all the Indiana Jones, all the original trilogy. See, I still haven't seen. I know. Those. I'm I know. so sorry, y'all. I have never seen Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of them, but um, I put them all on as as well as. Um, hey, young Harrison Ford though was fine as shit. He was a cool dude. I mean, Harrison Ford is probably one of those dudes. It's he like he was. A- Point. He's probably one of those guys that like defined cool. That's what you know I'm what saying. I mean? Like it, that is. You know about his man. start with American Graffiti and stuff, right? Mm-mm. George Lucas. Um, I think he was working on George Lucas's house. I think he was doing like carpentry work. Really? He was a carpenter, and he was like, "You, you got to look, kid." I might be messing that story up, but I know that he was working on a house or he was doing carpentry work. Mm-hmm. And George Lucas was like, this is, this is my Han Solo. This is my dude in American graffiti. This is, you know, wow. this is my everything. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford, you complete me from George Lucas. <laughs> so uh, 1980, you want to, you want to just kind of jump right into it? And- yeah, man, we're going to start with the shining. Oh man. <laughs> what a fucking way to start. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. What a way to start the 80s, yeah. first of all. Because you come out of the 70s, I feel like the 70s has a lot of dramas and like grimier looking movies and a lot more. Um, I feel like the 70s has a lot of abstract ideas that I yeah. feel like in the 80s were just not necessarily like, like remade, obviously, mm-hmm. like The Shining's one of its own, but like. They the ideas were just kind of put into place where they needed to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like these like obviously the Shining book came out before the movie did, but like yeah. um, I, I think I think the 80s is when it really starts. Well, what you made you made an interesting point there, and I, I kind of think I gotta disagree because you, you are you are you saying that um, the 80s doesn't have as abstract of ideas? No, it definitely does. Like okay. off the wall, I'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the 70s is definitely the age of like movies that had terribly low budgets mm-hmm. that turned out to be something wonderful, which is awesome. Yeah, and the 80s had their own, but I'm thinking like, man, to start off the decade with well, the Shining. <laughs> well, Kubrick's been working since the 60s, and um, right. You know, been doing his damn thing since the sixties too. He's right. already an acclaimed director by this point. Um, and also, I wanted to mention like there's a ton of movies I didn't put down as well. That, yeah, like, no, absolutely. I know. That, and the Shining's not the first one that came out that year, but but what? No, I mean overall, like before we really get into it, I, there's a, so many movies I like that just aren't super significant in mm-hmm. terms of like that decade, that year. Like, yeah. I mean, just 
like from beyond or something that, that a lot of people don't know from beyond in turn. I did put right. some, some well, deep, deep picks from there. Right. And I was just going to say too, for the, at least for the list that we have for 1980, yeah. the shining is definitely the standout from that year. Um, you know, pop culture reference wise. Now, no. the next one on the list we have is Friday the 13th. No, hold on. Yes, we'll talk about Friday the 13th, but Empire right. Strikes Back is way more pop culturally relevant. Oh, I didn't I didn't see you had yeah. that in there. Sorry. Yeah, I Empire Strikes that. Back is super pop culturally relevant. No, not definitely. Relevant. I didn't see that on the next one. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, but Friday the 13th, yeah, you, you've seen that recently, mm-hmm. uh, like a month ago or two months ago. Um, good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. It definitely, it's, I mean, that did its job <sighs> at being a. Uh, Slasher. Uh, <laughs> uh, slash and hack campground movie. Um, you, you're going to see, and I didn't really think, I never think about it until I look at stuff like this, but like, you're going to see why Jason is such an icon of the 80s because like, he really ran like every year. Mm-hmm. There was a Jason movie almost every year of the 80s. Right. And there was quite a few Freddy movies too throughout the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't start until 84, I think. We'll get to it. Um, but yeah, Friday the 13th classic uh, starts off the entire series. Uh, like I always say when I mention it, Jason's not the killer in this one. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Widely regarded as the best Star Wars movie of all time. I don't have a good opinion on that because I've seen all the st- I've seen all of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I know. I but know. it's been a long time since I've seen the original one. It's been a little while since I've seen the original trilogy too. I think I like A New Hope better, and I think it's Jordan that always disagrees with me about that. But I, I love A New Hope. I think it's such a classic and mm-hmm. uh, fucking awesome way That's to the start. First one, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny enough. It was not named that when it came out. It was just named Star Wars. Yeah, and then they yeah. were like, "We're gonna make another one. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give them all all subtitles, some names." Yeah, uh, airplane. Airplane. Le- Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I've seen Airplane. The, Surely uh, you can't be serious. I am serious. Don't call me Shirley. The part <laughs> with the old lady uh, speaking jive mm-hmm. is the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> that shit is so funny. That's that, just, it's just classic comedy, man. Like what, that movie is, <laughs> that movie is slapstick at its core. Like mm-hmm. there's so much just like rooted in the ground comedy. You can't go wrong with jokes. Well, and it's like back to back humor. It's not, there's no time. Well, breathe. it's because it's like, an absurdist movie. Right. Like, just Everything like, is insane. Later on, Leslie Nielsen does The Naked Gun in the 80s, which mm-hmm. is the same thing. I mean, Leslie Nielsen in the 50s and 60s was like an action star. Like he was the dude in war movies and cowboy right. movies. And he comes into the 80s and like completely reinvents himself. Right. Yeah. Um, Raging Bull, one, one of the greatest movies of all time, if we're talking in proficiency terms. Martin Scorsese, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, uh, great combination as always. And I mean that that one's up in the National Library of Congress. Like that's a really it's an insanely, insanely good movie. Uh it it's not just a boxing movie, it it deals with a real person, you know, this is right. a biopic. Right. And it deals with stuff like uh forlorn lovers and, and mm. brothers that aren't tight anymore, aren't close. Right. Uh, it's it's a really good movie. It's a deep movie. Caddyshack was huge, but I haven't seen Caddyshack, and it pisses me off. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. That's where Chevy Chase like got broke bad. Like really, that was like his big break. You know what's funny? Before hmm. we um get too far past Joe Pesci, yeah. It, the funniest thing about Joe Pesci to me is that if I ever said this in front of someone who was born like twenty years before me, they get so mad. But like 
it's so funny that Joe Pesci is such a big name for mob movies and like movies like those. <laughs> and my first experience with Joe Pesci is fucking Home Alone. Well, I think most people our age, uh, <laughs> there, and there's a lot of people our age who don't watch. Sorry, I'm having chest pains. Um, every every time. Yeah, I know. Um, you need to get it checked out. I know. There's a lot of people who don't watch mob movies and aren't super familiar with Martin Scorsese. Like they're like, yeah, I've seen Wolf of Wall Street, but that's about it. Right. And you know, Joe Pesci is just one of the wet bandits to them. Like it doesn't go any deeper. Well, that's what's than so that. funny. I'm like the fact that when you say Joe Pesci, I think of him with a golden tooth mm-hmm. inside of the house and the copy. And somebody else thinks of him in like Goodfellas, and I'm like, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, stabbing <laughs> someone in the trunk. Yeah, I'm thinking of him like. <laughs> Getting smacked in the face right. with a paint can. Like, I'm not. <laughs> right. Uh, Caddyshack's Chevy Chase's Big Break. It's got Bill Murray and Rodney Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. And a ton of other stars. Like, it, it's a really famous movie. Yeah. We should get that and see it. Uh, used Cars. You watched that last night? Night before last. Night before last. Mm-hmm. Funny-ass movie. Right? It, it's pretty Jesus funny. Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's so funny, man. And Kurt Russell's that, the best. I, um... That's definitely uh, that stuff. So that's Rob Zemeckis and Bob Gale, and I think it's produced by Steven Spielberg. I think yeah, it's the I think three of them, yeah, and yeah. I think it's because I, I the Dream back Team to, back to Back to the Future. We're gonna um, get to it, yeah. Um, in that documentary that I watched for that movie, they talked about how they had a couple movies before. I think they had three movies before Back to the Future. The three of them made together, and Used Cars was one of them, and um, it just didn't take off. Not because it's a bad movie. I just think that it was just very much outlandish, mm-hmm. like ridiculous comedy, and it's just not. Yeah. It didn't blow up, but it's definitely like a cult classic type of underground movie. Yeah, it, it kind of fell off in the box office. But really that, that, funny though. That yeah, it doesn't mean it's any less good. No, uh, a hilarious. bit long of a of a car scene. It does have a few parts that I feel. It feels like it's three separate movies once you yeah. get to the end of it. And I told John, I was like, this has been on for like at least two and a half hours, and I think the total runtime is like hour forty five, hour and forty something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it felt a little bit long and not because it was bad, but it was like you like that. Yeah. There's a car scene, like a car chasing scene kind of. And you're just like, how long is this going to go? Right, you know, like right. <laughs> um, Popeye, Shelley Duvall, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, good movie. I don't, I don't have too much to say about it. It's just, it's just fun. You know, I've never seen it, but my mom always calls me it, olive oil. So it's good. It's good. We should watch that. <laughs> I think it's my giant eyes. Yeah. In the bun. It's like Shelley, skin. Shelley, Shelley Duvall. Yeah. 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 And you're tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Fog. The Fog was good. It was good. Uh, top 10 John Carpenter movies. I think he's got like 18. Mm-hmm. But it's top 10. I, I don't think it's top five for me. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's a great I mean, it's movie. definitely a good... Um, I think when we finished it, I said something like, it's one of those movies that, you know, like if you have kids and they're like 13, 14... Yeah, I mean, it's it, like you pop some popcorn. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna watch a scary movie." It's like, Ghost that's Pirates. Yeah, yeah, it's Ghost yeah, Pirates. Yeah. It's nothing that's. Well, I don't know. It does have uh, Tom Atkinson having sex with Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Yeah, but how long does that last? Well, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of them waking up naked. Yeah, it's not really. I mean, it's it's definitely not nearly as offensive as a lot of scary movies are. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, one for the whole family to enjoy: Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What? Yeah, uh, this movie was so controversial that it was banned in over 10 countries. Jesus. And uh, the director was taken to court because they suspected that it was a snuff movie. He had to produce, like, bring everyone in that starred in that movie to prove that they were not dead. Amazing movie, by the way. I've never heard of it. Never seen it. I'm okay. It's great. Uh, Humanoids from the Deep. It's a sci-fi movie. Um... I actually traded my Uncle Davey that movie for a tattoo. 
You're funny. It's a great, great movie. <laughs> uh, and Maniac. Uh, Elijah Wood. Um, How old was Elijah no, Wood? No, 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 no. No, hold on. Elijah Wood remade that movie in 2012. Oh, I'm, I'm like... yet to see the original, but I've seen that one, and it's pretty dark. So I can only imagine what that one's going to be like. Tom Savini's head blows up in a car. Oh, Jesus. And then from there, we move on to 1981. 1981. <laughs> um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, another Indiana Jones movie. Uh, you haven't seen it, but but and you know Jones did. Uh, he milked the eighties. Yeah, wait, was the first one? Oh, this is the first one. This is the first. Yeah, one. I thought that was. Yeah. but I okay. Thought I think I was... this is the best one. I think this is the one that I kind of like. Right I have seen bits and pieces. Like I obviously I've seen the part where he like switches out the the statue for a yeah. bag of rocks, and then he's running from the giant ball. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing his. Glasses I don't think that's in, this in his, one. in his office or whatever. Yeah, have you seen the Kali Ma part? No. Okay. Nope. Um. Escape from New York, another John Carpenter classic. Then it kill me now, Snake. I'm too tired. Maybe later. He really kind of hit the string. It was 78 Halloween, 80 The Fog, 81 Escape from New York. This is his first time working with Kurt Russell. Damn, 82 The Thing? Shit, I'm like reading. John Carpenter's got every year. He's the fucking man. Maxed out. Yeah, uh, American Werewolf in London, John Landis. Um... One of the first real, real examples of horror comedy and fucking killed it too. John Landis does, I think he did Trading Places. I think he's done, a, he's done a ton of comedies from then. He just, you know, started, this was his debut movie and it's such a classic. Well, while we're on that topic, The Evil Dead came out the same year. Yeah, yeah. Which one came out first that year? I think Evil Dead had Do a, you know? I think Evil Dead had an August slot. Okay. I don't know that for sure, though. Okay. Because um, I remember Sam Raimi in an interview saying that they had a bad opening because of when, when it was placed it was. in the year. Okay. Um, I got you. Evil Dead is technically a horror comedy. That's what I was saying. A lot like Texas Chainsaw, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the comedy was overloaded by how brutal the, the movie is. <laughs> yeah. Which, Texas Chainsaw isn't that gory, but Evil Dead is pretty gory. Mm-hmm. So, um. It was overloaded and people didn't notice a lot. That's why, just like Texas Chainsaw, in the second one, in the sequel, they upped the jokes so yeah, they extraordinarily. Went overboard on yeah. the jokes because they were like, hey. not a bad thing, not a bad thing. No. I think it's better. Yeah, yeah. no, it's incredible. But yeah. they definitely were like, hey, uh, you missed it in the first one. So yeah. here um, it is on steroids. Yeah, yeah enjoy. <laughs> um, Scanners, uh, great movie, David Cronenberg. Uh, it's that gif where the dude's head explodes at the desk. That's where the. This is the movie where it comes from. Oh, okay. Check it out. Great movie. Halloween 2, Michael Myers. Um, this is not directed by John Carpenter, um, but he did write it and provide the theme for it. He said he hated writing it, and every night when he sat down to write it, he had a six-pack by his side. Uh, just, just a little fun fact. Uh, Fox and the Hound. I love the Fox and the Hound. That's a sad movie, isn't it? Also, wait a sec. You said... The Fox and the Hound come out in 81? Yeah. And Escape from New York with Kurt Russell come out in 81? Yeah. Yeah, they're both Kurt Russell. But I thought Kurt Russell as a child did the voice for the Fox and the Hound. No. Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure he did. How would he have done that? How would he have been? He's the Hound, isn't he? I thought Kurt Russell. What, what movie? Sorry, keep going. Because there's okay. a movie that Kurt Russell did. The I thought it was the Fox uh, and the Hound. Mad Max 2, Mel Gibson. Uh, I love all the Mad Max movies. Uh, George Miller was really in his bag when he did everything Mad Max related. And here's Kurt where I'm... Kurt Russell did the voice of Copper. 
Yeah, 81, see? Then it must have been him older? Yes, it was him was older. It, was it Copper when he was older in the movie? Because they were, they were little kids, and then they were older in the movie. Oh, well, I guess so then. That yeah, must maybe. have been it, because I think actually the Yeah, Corey Feldman did him as a baby. Oh, that's I love Corey Feldman. Corey that's Feldman was, is also sorry. in one of the Friday the 13th movies. Right, but like, that's, that's why you're confusing. But yeah. yeah, so Corey Feldman did the voice of baby Copper, and then when he was like a yeah. teenager, young adult Copper, it was Kurt Russell. Okay, damn. Corey Feldman have one hell. He had one hell in the eighties too. He did. He um, did. The eighties was Corey Feldman. Now he's a crazy bastard. Well, yeah. Uh, Eighty one. <laughs> this is what I was talking about. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two comes out. This is the first time we see Jason walking around. Um, so that's one year after the original. It didn't take much production time for them to realize this is the money. It's pit. gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, like I said, Jason's walking around. He walks us right into 1982, where Steven Spielberg drops E.T. and the world shakes. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's a good movie. E.T. is awesome. I want that picture. <laughs> Shout out, Emily. I want that picture of the dominoes, where it's like a little domino at the beginning and a big domino at the end. And I want the first one to be E.T. coming out in 82, and the last one to be Emily being 15 years old and scared of E.T. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still scared of E.T. We in, say this every time. 2013. Yeah. yeah, we say this every time E.T. gets brought up. Like She's deadly afraid of E.T. E.T.'s a little scary for kids. I don't know I why she's I was never scared, scared of E.T., so I don't know what the hell y'all are smoking. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. It's one of her first roles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good-ass movie. Yeah. King of Comedy came out in 1982. Which uh, is, what did you say, The Joker was based off of that one? It's not based off that of that one. That one and Taxi it, Driver was like kind of a mix between the two. No, but I mean, you can definitely feel hints of okay. both of those, plus Maniac from 80. Uh, okay. 80. Um, but yeah, King Comedy's got very similar plot. He's kind of obsessed with a TV host who's played by Jerry Lee Lewis. And um, it's Robert De Niro. It's a Martin Scorsese movie. It's a really good mm-hmm. movie. Uh, Poltergeist is Poltergeist. Toby Hooper from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2. And he's got a little help up his sleeve from Steven Spielberg making his first like jump into mm-hmm. horror. Besides Jaws, I guess. Um, Poltergeist is a certified classic. Oh, absolutely. One of the best. Absolutely. Um, uh, don't go near any Indian burial grounds, guys. Definitely don't. I mean, all of America is built on Indian burial grounds. But you get what I mean. That's neither here nor there. Don't uh, specifically build yeah. homes on top of them when you know they're there. <laughs> right. Uh, the stud is back. Harrison Ford and Blade Runner, a Ridley Scott movie. Uh, this has got one of the singular best mono- monologues of all time. Rutger Hauer at the very end. Um, for anybody who knows what I'm talking about, amazing, right? So good. Yeah, I had uh, no idea. It's really good. Uh, Tootsie, Dustin Hoffman. Is a really good movie. Uh, it's it's kind of like following that trend of uh, middle aged white dudes who like dress up like ladies mm-hmm. and do comedy movies. We, I mean, we love them. We love Robin Williams. You know. Yeah, they're always fire. they're always classic. Yeah, and as long as they're done in good taste, which those two are okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the thing. The thing. I know you gentlemen have been through a lot, but when you find the time. I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch! My <laughs> third favorite movie? Yeah, my third favorite movie. Um, really kind of argues with the second sometimes. Like, damn, the thing's so fucking good. Uh, yeah, um, John Carpenter, man. Kurt the, Russell and John Carpenter. And uh, Keith Again. David. Yep. Keith David. It's and, pretty uh, good one. Yeah, it's it's amazing movie. Practical effects in that one are outstanding. Practical effects and the, the tension. 
that yeah. the the blood scene. That's definitely one of those classic who done it type of things. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's stuck together and someone's the bad guy at yeah. all times. Who did it? Uh, Star Trek Wrath of Khan, probably the most famous Star Trek movie. This might actually be the only one I've ever seen, but I've never seen a single one. You ever seen any of the TV shows? No. I'm I'm I more don't care too. And you know who ruined it for me? Hmm. Big Bang Theory. Fuck the Big Bang Theory. And I'll say it again. Big Bang Theory sucks. I hate Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory sucks. And while I'm at it, how I met your mother. People sucks. who watch the Big Bang Theory watch it from their mom's basement. Yeah. That's the truth. My mom's old boss. <laughs> watches big bang theory I mean, from his mother's no dude he's, <laughs> i'm kidding I'm yeah kidding. he's rich as shit i'm kidding. um that, that's a joke I, I just hate big bang theory yeah uh conan the barbarian this is arnold schwarzenegger's first movie role whoa really yeah and then from here from 1982 he went on to have a banger ass 80s yeah for real arnold and i i didn't put any any of the rambo movies down for some reason but there's a bunch of rambo movies throughout mm-hmm. the 80s too uh, so Stallone had a good age as well. But um, yeah, Conan's crazy. Conan's super badass. I mean, if you like seeing a big-ass jacked uh, post, um, post-pumping post Iron Arnold killing shit with a sword, this is the movie for you. <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out in 1982. What was that? that was my skull. <laughs> I'm so wasted. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hand. Duh. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, Sean Penn mm-hmm. delivers one of the roles of his lifetime, really. Which is hilarious. Though I still have never seen this movie. I know. Um, my mom, it gets mad at me every time I say that. But this is another funny one because I know Sean Penn from I Am Sam as yeah. a child. Mm-hmm. And everyone else knows Sean Penn from this movie. And so mm-hmm. there, I don't know if anyone's seen I Am Sam. They are polar opposites yeah. of movies. With different roles. Entirely yeah. different genre, different time it's yeah but that's also funny <laughs> we're gonna run through real quick these three trilogy movies three 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 rocky three versus mr t uh friday the 13th part three that is the third friday the 13th movie in three years mm-hmm. 80 81 82 and halloween three which has a lot of controversy surrounding it because it is the only halloween movie not to include michael myers and people hate it, but it's a really, really, really fun movie. So, I mean, <laughs> oh well. Gandhi uh, with Ben Kingsley, one of the best performances I think I've ever seen. Also, super overplayed in my high school for some reason. I feel like really? I watched that twice a year in history class. I feel that way about Super Size Me. <laughs> Fuck Super Size Me. Fuck wait, the American. Wait, wait, wait. Super Size Me, and I feel that way about. Homeward Bound. I don't know why I we never watched, watched Homeward, Homeward Bound, Bound in, all in the school. time no. in school. Why? I don't know. It has nothing to do with school. Gandhi, they always played in history class, and they were like, this is... Like, it seemed like one of the only movies that they could play without getting a parent's signature. Yeah. But Ben Kingsley, he's... Hey, freshman year in history class, we watched Gladiator. We had to get I've it. I've never seen that we movie. We had to get it signed because it's rated R, but yeah. damn, that was dope. Yeah, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix throwing the thumbs down. Uh, Creep Show is my last one for eighty two. You watched a little bit of Creep Show with me the other day. Yeah, and I seen the new show too. I mean, I mean it's my cake. We gotta, yeah, <laughs> we gotta watch. The, I gotta watch the rest of it. I mean, I enjoy stuff like that. So I know, I know you I'm like a very big fan of like quirky, Goosebumps funny, and, like, yeah, 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 anthology. Yeah, 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 I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Eighty three, we see Return of the Jedi. Eighty three, um, another solid, awesome uh, Star Wars movie, and mm-hmm. the end to the original trilogy ties it all up. 
I, other than that one, don't think I've seen any of these. You haven't seen Scarface? I've seen A Christmas Story. Everyone knows Scarface uh, besides you. I do know. I mean, I, I know. Yeah, you know the plot of Scarface. So say goodnight to the bad guy. I've uh, seen the first half of it. It's like just, the I most iconic so. Al Pacino out there. Mm-hmm. Vacation. You've seen Christmas Vacation. You've never seen Vacation. Vacation yeah. is amazing. Uh, it's really, really, really funny and very dated. It, it feels, you know, all the jokes are like, 80s 1983 uh, well like yeah like it's like you know the black dudes are all jive turkeys and, and chevy chase is a you know polo with the with the sweater around him white guy like <laughs> with the wood panel side on the yes car yeah and- yeah the, yeah the uh the oldsmobile for sure uh the outsiders you never seen that nope. pony boy no uh the cast is tom cruise patrick swayze uh Ralph Macchio, Matt Dillon. Um, I'm blanking now. I, is it Emilio Estevez in that Emilio one? Emilio Estevez is, is in him? it. Um, Rob Lowe. Yep. Uh, C. Thomas Howell. Okay. Yeah. And that, those are the outsiders. I might be forgetting one, but really like stellar movie. And it's a great book too. I read that book in middle and high school, both all together, probably like 12 times. Wow. I love that book. I really do. It's a really, really good like young adults book. Wow. I'd still read it today. I, I didn't care. know you could read, honestly. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise also has another huge hit uh, sending him up into the Tom stratosphere. Tom Cruise is also a Scientologist, right? Yeah. <laughs> what of it? Fun, fun fact. I was just throwing it out there. Damn. Is he still? I don't know. I know Leah Remney. Uh, That's just the search. only thing I know about Tom Cruise. <laughs> you need to watch um, Coming Clean with me. The okay. Scientology documentary on HBO. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, what I was saying is Tom Cruise uh, soars up in the stratosphere with Risky Business. Okay, yeah. You've seen the scene from Risky Business. Yeah, obviously. Everyone's seen the famous scene. It's also scene like every business. college girl's favorite Halloween costume. That, it and it, so was, it was a Guitar Hero commercial. Yep. Uh, with like Tony Hawk. and yep. Yeah, that, that was yep. fun. And Kobe. Yeah, Kobe was Kobe in it. R.I.P. Kobe. We love you, Kobe. guitar hero, man. Yeah. It, was Tom, it was Tony Hawk, Kobe. Oscar winner, Kobe Bryant. And Yes. Um, but there was a third person in that commercial with them. It was Tony Hawk. Was it Alex Rodriguez somebody or someone? Was, playing was it a baseball the, player? Someone, I don't know. Somebody was playing the guitar. I think it was Tony Hawk. Kobe was on <laughs> the microphone, I think. And then somebody else was on the drums. Damn, I'm not going to look that up. Just look the picture up so, so we don't catch any I audio. Risky Business is amazing. It's a it's a very fun adventure movie. The Dead Zone. The ice is gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Christopher Walken and David Cronenberg. Uh, Christine John Carpenter again. 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 That dude was killing it. Uh, Cujo. Alex Rodriguez, Michael Phelps, Tony Hawk. Okay. And Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Sounds about right That's now. That's funny. Guitar Hero World Tour. That was the best one. Next. I think three was my favorite. Whatever. Uh, Cujo, <laughs> scariest dog in movie history. Mr. Mom, Michael Keaton. I love that song. I do too, but <laughs> you got to see the movie. It's really good. I mean, it's basically the plot of the song is the plot of the movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Christmas Story. I absolutely hate, but. You what? Yeah, I know. Are you okay? I, I'm super un-American in that way. When he comes downstairs wearing 15 layers of clothes. It's not he... funny at all. I've seen that movie over 200 times. No, I times mean, it's too. not. Oh, that's probably why. 
No, it wasn't funny the first time. <laughs> I never liked that movie. I didn't never thought it was like hilarious, but like as a kid, I thought it was a good movie. See, I was, and you know this too, because I'm still this way. Christmas Story was on. I was begging for Christmas Vacation to pop on. Yeah, but that makes a lot of sense too for you. <laughs> John's like, I want to see them say bad the, words. The fucking turkey pops apart. She said, I knew I kept it in there for too long. <laughs> The whole the whole plot in that movie where he plugs the lights and they don't work and it's just joy the to it's the, the world in the garage and people keep cutting it on and off. And yeah, uh, eighty four Ghostbusters, Bill Ghost Murray, Buster. Harold Ramis, and the other two guys I forgot who they were. Dan Aykroyd and what's the black guy's name? Fuck me! I'm not the I'm not the one that's yeah I know, I know it's all good. Like I mean I do know actors but not yeah. like. Obscure eighties actors. Mm-hmm. I know. I know he's been in a lot of stuff. I do. So. If, if if I I see his face, I don't. I have no idea what his name is. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters is a classic horror comedy, but mm-hmm. family friendly horror comedy. Uh, Terminator. Like I said, uh, Arnold got his big bust out in uh, Conan the Barbarian, and what? Uh-huh. Uh And then <laughs> Terminator comes along. And this is what just shoots him into the sky. I'll be back. Which was funny because I forget what we were watching the other day where they mentioned this, but like they were worried about Terminator at first being Arnold because like you're used to seeing him jacked as Conan, like with you no know, clothes shirtless, on, and, like yeah, he's like a up. big buff dude, and they're yeah. like, you want him to be a robot with with jackets on, <laughs> leather. Yeah, what? He's got a North Face on. What? Why are you? Why are you doing this? <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> uh, Gremlins. Great movie. We actually had an incident with Gremlins the other day. We did. We. I was gonna put Gremlins on to show her nephew, who and, is six and yeah, a half. He's six and a half, and obviously still believes well, in Santa Claus. Well, so and I've never seen Gremlins, so of course, like, get on the IMDb. My nephew, because John's so big into movies, and we're always watching movies. You know, he's always like, I want to watch something, and then he's like, I want to watch something scary. I'm like, you can't watch something scary. Like, just not, like unless we're watching Halloween Town, it's not. We're not watching it. But yeah, I, we were trying I've to find movies scary that. Shit. Well, we're trying to find movies that John has that he can also watch with us that are good. You know, like classic movies. And so I looked up. I didn't think Gremlins would be bad, but I looked up. And it's not bad. It's not. Bad. It's not. But I it's looked not, up okay. like the parents' guide, and like apparently there's like there's like teen aged violence in it where they're like knives out like point at each other and stuff but then hey toots give me the money <laughs> yeah but but they definitely spoil that santa claus isn't real so yeah i, like, I forgot who it is but someone mentions that like they still believe in santa claus and we know that is not real or something like that i haven't seen that movie in a while but like that yeah, would be knows, so but- fucked up for logan <laughs> to see that like oh and it's john's they're fault. just kidding and it's john's fault <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom comes out in 84 as well. More Harrison Ford. Dude ran the 80s. 80s. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. This is, you know what that means, right? Mm. That means, well, it eventually became a, a franchise with the new Blade Runner. But that means three franchises. Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and Blade Runner. All in the 80s. Yep. That's impressive. Yep. Um, Karate Kid. Ralph hey, Macchio. Wait, you forgot Friday the 13th. Isn't the first one? I'm getting to it. I'm getting no, to it. I'm saying isn't the first one in 1980? The first one. But he airs Ford's not on Friday the 13th. Oh, I thought you were talking about just no, 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 that no, 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 no,
and Star Wars both have their own Lego game. They're well, so and they're, I mean, they are the franchises. Yeah. Aside from Star Trek. I mean, they're up there for sure. That's like one longevity wise. Yeah, they're I mean, like plenty one of, of trilogies that got their start in the eighties, but they're one of the Comic Con panels for sure. Yeah, always. Man. Yeah, <laughs> um, timeless. <laughs> Karate Kid. You seen Karate Kid? Ralph no. Macchio. Wow, that one's really upsetting. You would well, love I know that wax movie. on, wax off, and like. But there's the so much this, more than that, man. Dude, you would that. really like that. Never I, saw a new one with Jaden Smith either. Don't. I'm just saying I never saw it. I'm saying don't like Damn. you don't want to see this piece of steaming dog shit. Uh I hate it here. <laughs> this is the first year Freddy Krueger slashes his way on screen on Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Which you watched for the first time. With Johnny Depp. Yeah. And yeah, Heather Langenkamp and Robert England. Mm-hmm. Uh great, great, great. Oh, Robert great, England great from movie. Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um so it's awesome. Uh, another big start is Tom Hanks's first big movie role. I think it might be his first movie role. Mm-hmm. Splash, 1984. Falls in love with a mermaid. Fun movie. It's not as bad, but it's good. He's good in it. He's always good. It's fucking Tom Hanks. Tom Forrest Hanks Gump. is it, Tom Hanks is the family name that you know if he's in it, it's gonna be a good movie. I want Tom Hanks to be in my family. I've never seen a bad it. Tom Hanks movie. I have. What Terminal. I've never seen it. And see, um, I've never seen a bad topic. Cloud Atlas. Never seen it. Both of those are bad. There you go. This is Spinal Tap. Had to turn the <laughs> mic up to eleven for that one. Shut uh, up. I know that's the one joke the, everybody. You makes. know what's funny? That's a joke everyone makes, but the funniest joke is Stonehenge. It's so it's so small. Cause, well, cause <laughs> you no, know, the funniest part. The funniest part is you write it on a napkin, and the thing is, like you know, you put, you put one um, mark for feet and two marks for inches (laughs) and he made it 11 by like nine or something and he put two marks and so he thought it was feet and when it came out it was inches and the shit's like the size of my laptop and the worst part is that they they hired people that were like barely bigger than it so that it looked like it was big i'm like this is the dumbest shit i've ever seen dude it's so it's so crazy oh that's one of the best parody movies of all time it's a mockumentary it's so good yes it's Definitely mockumentary in its finest. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's that's a fun one. Well, man. and that's it's really, it is very really much um, British humor. A lot, although of it is. most of them aren't British. I know, but I'm saying like they're kind of making fun of you like mean the it's, you Euro mean it's invasion. dry, it's deadpan. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. But a lot of them have well, one of them accents, looks like he comes from fake accents yeah. or not. It's one of them looks like Stones. Iron Maiden. Yeah, they're making fun of one looks like Motorhead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're making fun of like that era of hair bands that came from England. Heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, Red Dawn was this year. Patrick Swayze, Sixteen Candles, Molly Ringwald, and the dude who definitely looks like Matt Dillon but is not Matt Dillon, mm-hmm. and Anthony Michael Hall. Yep. Which they reunite a year later. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Police Ad- Police Academy starts off uh, one of the greatest comedy um, franchises of all time. Uh, this is the very first one. Uh, if you haven't seen Police Academy. I'm pissed at you. Go see that shit. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, probably the best Friday the 13th movie comes out this year. Yeah, that's right. You heard me right. Another year with a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, again. Friday the 13th 4, the final chapter. I think that's the one with Corey Feldman in it. Um, great movie. Purple Rain, Prince, R.I.P. Prince, we love you. 1985. Here listen, you go. Go on. Listen. This is your year. That 1985. Year. Nobody's doing it like 1985. 
Yeah. I'm going to list it before we even before we even touch base, okay? We got 1985, Back to the Future, The Goonies, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Reanimator, The First Teen Wolf. And all the other ones you don't And know. all the other ones I don't really care about. Uh, <laughs> but, like, damn. You got, like, <laughs> family classics like Back to the Future, The Goonies, and The Breakfast Club in the same year. So back who's to, who's doing it like them? Back to the Future. I don't want to delve too much into because we did do an entire podcast for people to enjoy. We did, yeah. So if you like Back to the Future, if you want to hear what we have to say about Back to the Future, I promise there's a ton. Please <laughs> check out our podcast Out of Time a couple weeks ago. What are you looking at, butthead? It was a good one. Wow, it's been a while since we did. Yeah, that it's one. been like a month, man. Yeah, maybe even a month and a half. Yeah, possibly. Damn, we've been we've been churning out OC original content solid. <laughs> Uh, the Goonies, great, great movie. The Goonies! It's third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle Max's toupee and I glued it on my face when I played Moses in my Hebrew school play. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. Had Rudy and Thanos in it? It did have Thanos riding a freaking and Rudy tiny little trike. Had Sean Astin in it. It did. Bob from Stranger Things. It is Bob from Stranger yeah. Things. And uh, what's his face? Samwise from, Gamgee from yep. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. What um, a guy. What yeah. a cast. Yeah. And I did promise you. It's a movie trap. <laughs> I promised you Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall would get back together a year later for their iconic The, the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Oh, man. Screws a lot all the time. The world's an imperfect place. It's okay. If you don't like that movie, I just want you to know that you are from the same planet that Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator character are is because you're a cold-hearted robot if you don't fucking like that movie, you un-American piece of shit. Eat my shorts. Look, he said it. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's so good. It's so good. Breakfast Club is impossible to dislike dude when he falls out of the ceiling and he He's, he walks down and he goes forgot my pencil <laughs> he's like i think they and obviously it's like over the top but like he is the epitome of that one kid that just was always a fuck up in class he's the 80s movie like 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 bad boy yeah that's why molly Ringwald I'm saying he, i mean he's a bad boy but at the same time he's like a class clown where it's like he never shuts up and there's always he's a, a troublemaker kid. yeah he's just a troublemaker and there's always a kid like i know everyone has an experience from high school where you're doing work and like all working together and the teacher there's one kid that every class she's like get out yeah, <laughs> yeah. get out yeah don't care where you go don't, you don't just, have to go to the principal get, yeah just get out <laughs> I don't like, I, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. and that's definitely Judd Nelson in this movie. Right, yeah. Yeah, Bender, John Bender. Like, dude, just get out, please. Uh Rocky Four <laughs> was this year, and honestly, the only Rocky that I care to watch. The best Rocky. Ivan Drago versus Rocky. Rocky's I've never of, seen Rocky. That's that's the one you need to see. Don't maybe you could watch the rest of them to to get a little background. Mm-hmm. I don't like the first one. Everyone's like, that's that's an amazing movie. And like, the, it's another one, the library of Congress, but I don't care. I couldn't give a shit less. I've seen so many underdog stories that I'm unimpressed. Maybe I need to rewatch it. I don't know. But whenever I get on Chad's podcast and we start talking about sports movies, I'm sure that's going to come up because like, it's Rocky and I fought. So like, he's going to be like, well, you got to like Rocky, right? You're like, yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> Weird Science, another Anthony Michael Hall classic banger-ass movie. Been a long time since I've seen that one. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, I forgot who's the bully in it, but there's a big name who's the bully. 
Whatever. Let's get to what I really want to talk about. Herbert West, Reanimator. Reanimator. Stuart Gordon uh, directed. Jeffrey Combs is the star. It's just one of the best cult classic it's horror movies. It's very much an 80s-esque horror movie. It's a, it's a gore fest. It's a scientific zombie movie. Mm-hmm. It's probably some of the smartest zombies I've seen in any movie. Because, you know, they're not just being brought back. They're coming back. There's some, like, interesting dark humor in it, too, a little bit. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's so funny. Mm -hmm. Man. uh, You know what else is so funny from 1985? And that's Pee-wee's Big Adventure by Tim What a bridge. (laughs) Oh, dude. I know. I'm I'm really getting good at this thing. He's a reanimator. Also Pee-wee. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Again, with your nephew, I showed him a scene of him in the biker bar doing the dance to tequila. Oh, man. Such a classic. Uh. Tell them Large Marge sent you, if, if anyone gets that. It's a really good movie. Uh, damn, Paul Rubens really fucked it up by jerking off in that porno theater. Huh? Yeah, Pee Wee was jerking off in a porno theater, and it fucked up his career. But yeah. then he came back. Uh, I mean, he wasn't like, I mean, he was in a porno theater. I'm. It's weird. It's weird, but like. Paul, Paul Rubin did come back later to do a movie with Johnny Depp called Blow. I don't think came back is the good term for him. <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, <laughs> another George Miller uh, classic, a really good movie. This is where you get the term uh, Welcome to the Thunderdome, which you may have Never heard. Never heard that. It's been in a ton of movies. It's, it's just a Mad Max reference. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, a.k.a. one of the uh, most homoerotic movies of all time without being explicitly uh, gay-themed. Mm-hmm. Also, probably the most violent Freddy Krueger gets. Really? Like, mean as shit, hateful as fuck, comes out into the real world and just slaughters a bunch of kids at a pool party. Damn, that motherfucker was nasty in that movie. Damn. And like I said, super gay. <laughs> really? There's so many undertones in that movie. You need to see it. You you'd understand what I'm talking about. It's like... Like when you watch documentaries on it, everyone that's all people want to talk about is the undertones that the director sex. That's not a Wes Craven movie. Right. Yeah. It it's it had a different vision. And it was really interesting that they took it in that direction because mm-hmm. the first one had no insinuation of something like that. So right. I mean it, it's kind of fascinating to watch. It's very it's a very different movie with, you know, just similar characters. To, right, right. Yeah. Um Friday the 13th has part five this year. What the fuck? One man? a year, man. Yeah, this is without a doubt the worst Friday. It's like Friday a national the 13th. holiday. Uh, this is the worst, yeah. This is the worst Friday the 13th to me. And yes, I'm counting Jason Takes Manhattan and Jason X. Uh, actually, kind of like Jason X and Jason Takes Manhattan. Really, it's corny. It's fun. This one's just bad. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, another uh, horror comedy. Really, really, really fucking funny movie. And I always think about the actress who plays the punk girl at the beginning. I've told you this because she's naked for the whole movie. And I can only imagine that that. like it had to have been hell to film that. Yeah, I still don't understand the nudity in movies, but we can I mean, well, I mean, they were like punk kids and they were like drinking at a graveyard. So like she was like fuck it, man. I'm just gonna Well, she's like anti authority. She's like, I'm gonna be free, man, do me. That's that's That's... why she was doing it. But like uh Teen Wolf Showing off uh, Michael J. Fox's uh, big ass 1985 year. Yeah. Him and Anthony Michael Hall both had a huge 85, which is solid. European Vacation, another vacation movie you need to see. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I think that's the first one with Anthony Michael Hall in it. 
Or no, regular vacation might have been. Whatever, man. Commando. Now we're starting to solidify Arnold Schwarzenegger as an action hero. Terminator was good, and Commando comes out, and he's like, all right, now I have access to fucking bazookas. <laughs> let's keep, hey, man, 86. Let's keep the action going with Top Gun. Hey, okay. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Um, I haven't seen Top Gun in a while. It's a good one. I remember Somebody Danger Zone is a, is a big-ass song in it. Somebody I know had their first date at Tom, at top, for Top Gun. Date? Yeah, their first date. Oh, so was it's someone like older? Yeah, but I don't remember who it was. Top Gun's I awesome. I mean, Top Gun's classic 80s. Top Gun's classic, man. Yeah. Classic Tom Cruise. Uh, James Cameron comes out with Aliens. Aliens. Follow-up to Ridley Scott's 1979, Alien. Get away from her, you bitch! Uh, still starring Sigourney Weaver. Uh, kind of took it in more of a action action um, lane path mm-hmm. than Ridley Scott's original sci-fi horror. Um, Platoon, uh, Oliver Stone, and it's got Willem Dafoe and Charlie Sheen. That's <laughs> interesting. It's a it's a good war Those movie. Two together. It, it's a good war movie. Um, that's the one where it's got the scene of the guy like falling like that. That's Willem Dafoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Woo! John Hughes <laughs> hits it out of the park again! Listen, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one of my top favorite movies ever. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. $10 says Cameron is sitting in his yeah. car <laughs> debating on whether or not he's going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> He jumps uh, in the pool and just sinks in the bottom for no fucking yeah. reason. Um, the the contrast between Ferris's like nihilistic, couldn't care less attitude and Cameron's like uptight, stuck up, stick I up don't his think butt. Nihilistic's the right. Nihilistic sounds it, it has a negative context to it, but like in reality, he is a bit nihilistic in the way of like, you know, I'm not gonna get in trouble. I don't care. Nothing. Nothing is gonna happen. I, I, you know, nothing matters. I'm in high school. I guess. You know what's funny though? I feel, I feel like Ferris Bueller is um, the older brother of Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Like he is. I don't so hate that smart. theory. Maybe they're next door not, neighbors. Not that it's a theory, but like he, like, like the whole shot of him, like the plotting that had to go through him recording the sound of him snoring. Let's just to his yeah. sound stereo with the string and the fucking baseball and the trope, like. Let's just Genius. say let's just say he lives a block over and he taught Kevin McAllister all he knows. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Man. Yeah. BFFs. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, Genius. He needed someone to pass his knowledge on to. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, my absolute favorite adventure movie of all time. John Carpenter and Kurt Russell hit it out of the park again. Amazing. John swore three months ago that he hated adventure movies. I do hate most of them. Well. I love Big Trouble in Little China. He loved up. It's not an adventure movie. Up is an adventure movie. It's an animated movie. It's an adventure movie. No. That is animated. Stand By Me is a Stephen King book that was eventually turned into. Stand By Me is so good. Do you know who directed Stand By Me? I'm almost positive. Let me look it up to make sure, but you go ahead and take a guess. Do I know this person? Uh, You know some movies he's done. I don't know if you know. Well, he's, I'm going to say yes. I think he was in episodes of Hannah Montana. Oh, is he an actor too? Yeah. You looked it up. I mean, yeah. You know who it is. Yeah. Oh God. I feel like I. You're know not gonna this. guess it. No, you're... I feel like I know this. Give me a hint. Uh, 
first and last name start with R. Robert Rodriguez. No. No. <laughs> no. I'm guessing names. You want me to tell you? Last names. You probably won't know his name. Is it Robert? Yeah. But Rob. 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 <laughs> Reiner. Damn it. Rob Reiner. Okay. Uh, director of The Princess Bride. Oh. Yeah, and Misery. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting because I feel like, well, Stand By Me and Misery had the same vibe, but definitely not The Princess well, Bride. Well, that's they, those have the same vibe because they're Stephen King books. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying like Princess Bride's mm-hmm. nothing like the two of those. You want to you take the next one out for I us? am gonna because it's Labyrinth and you <laughs> spelled it wrong. I don't care. Okay. Well, uh, David Bowie, What's Her Nuts? Jennifer Connelly. Yep. (laughs) And that little uh, inchworm at the beginning. (laughs) And Jim Henson doing all the puppeteering. Very true. Uh, Muppets, Jim Henson. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I actually had um, the chance in the beginning of 2018, I think it was. Um, I think it was April 2018. I think it was two years ago. Um, they did a special showing at AMC where they showed oh, cool. Labyrinth. Yeah. And um, it was a Jim Henson special feature. I don't know if it was some... I don't think it was the anniversary of the movie because it wasn't like the date. I think it was, Maybe it was like his death Jim or birthday. Henson. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But they um, they did like a 30-minute long thing before it started about how they did the movie and like cool. his puppets and stuff. And then, yeah. yeah, they played the movie and they did stuff after it too. So it was pretty neat. Kind of like the Three from Hell premiere we went to where it was Yeah, like the, where you got to see stuff before and after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, that, that is cool. I enjoyed it because I mean, I grew up watching Labyrinth, but to be able to see a movie in theaters I like just... stuff like that, man. I, I live for the experiences, mm-hmm. you know. That's why, I mean... Going to see the Evil Dead with you and the guys, like the Evil Dead. Yeah, being we, able to see driving all the, all the way out into Norfolk to see a movie that had a three hundred thousand dollar budget way back in nineteen seventy eight. Well, like, and I, that's something. If I had, you know, if I had a million dollars, um, if I had the money, like, and you talk about like a movie room, I would pay the money to have a real movie, movie projector like like i screen. would have a theater yeah, not no. no bullshit like we're no. having because i want to be able to see these movies on mm-hmm. like there's so many movies that either you want to see on the big screen for the first time or you just have to watch and like there's yeah. you know what i'm saying you yes, get the same yeah, feeling yeah. At home. i definitely agree i'm like i need surround sound and i need popcorn like we're i'm doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel you uh yet again david cronenberg is uh Killing it in the eighties with the fly, Jeff fly Goldblum. Was good. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. This might be my favorite Cronenberg movie. Um, Wasn't what's her face in it? Gina Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's great. Uh, I love Gina Davis and pretty much everything. Yep. Um, <gasps> we forgot. You keep going. What did we forget? I think it was the eighties. What is it? Uh, League of Our Own. Mm-mm. No, we haven't gotten to Beetlejuice yet. Oh, sorry. Nope. It was nineteen ninety one. Ignore me. Was it? Thelma and Louise. Oh, okay. Not Beetlejuice. Okay, yeah, Beetlejuice is 80. I thought it was like 89 or something, but... Um, Manhunter, this is the first time that we see Dr. Hannibal Lecter on screen, played by Brian Cox instead of Anthony Hopkins. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Good enough movie. Um, (laughs) It's basically the exact same plot as Red Dragon. Pretty in Pink, another John Hughes banger. Uh, Molly Ringwald's killing it again. Good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I don't think it's as good as like Breakfast, Breakfast Club. No, but it's definitely good. Sixteen candles. Coming of age, you know. Yeah, sixteen candles. Six Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. That's another one that was released in '86. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Friday six, the Thirteenth Part Six. six. Yeah. Number of the Beast, <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> 
another Stephen King adaptation. Maximum Overdrive. Also directed by Stephen King. Have you seen that one? Yeah, a long, 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 we long, long, watch long that time again. ago. Yeah, you yeah. gotta watch that. It's again. fun. It's a good one. Well, I watched it when I was a kid, and I actually was a little bit scared when I watched it. But like my, so I and I told you this before. My aunt used to work at a video store, and she had when I say five times the size of whatever you had, she had the biggest VHS and then DVD movie collection yeah. I have ever seen, and she had the duo VHS DVD player. And she had Max I missed that fucking machine. Look, the man. silver one with the yeah. big old VCR in the yes. front. Look. And uh, she had Maximum Overdrive on VHS. And literally the side pocket, like the side panel, uh-huh. Uh-huh. had that picture of the front of the truck with the big scary face on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is terrifying. And then they have the whole scene where like, the bridge is opening and the cars are falling. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, like, tell me something. Am I the only one that did this? to like punish myself for some reason or like as a kid did you look at the front of scary movies just to like look at them oh yeah well as a yeah kid, you were like ah, i'm scared well, that's, well, <laughs> that's why it's so funny to see logan my nephew do it now at six and a half because like that's when the I necronomicon was, and shit like well, yeah i'm like put that down yeah. like but as a kid it's like i remember and like my grandpa didn't give a shit what if i wasn't bleeding he's like yeah you'll be fine yeah so like i watched the shining at seven Okay, like I'm terrified. You seen that bear giving the politician like, head and shit? Well, I don't think I saw that part at seven, but like I definitely saw the blood gushing and like the you know do get the axe yeah. in his chest, and I'm like, why do kids like? It's like you want to see things that are like are gonna give you nightmares. It, it's you trying to grow up too fast. Like I remember, I watched. I used to have nightmares about the scene in the beginning of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with, with the well, when when Ivan Ooze first comes out, but before you see him. The Power Rangers are in that yeah. car garage that's yeah. all dark and dark blue. And it's like it's like ghouls. And they have like the night vision goggles. And I used to have nightmares about that shit. I had nightmares about the um <laughs> the King Ramses from uh Courage Cowardly Dog. Did you really? Oh, that's terrifying. Courage was a scary show, okay? Uh welcome to our podcast part two on things that scared us when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna completely avoid yeah. all the eighties. I don't care. Yeah uh texas chainsaw 2 what i was talking about earlier it's another toby hooper flick Mm -hmm. um this one's got dennis hopper in it and bill mosley who played otis in um devil's rejects and yeah yeah um and a ton of other people but this one is another one where they just poured the ham on like this was a total comedy fest with with a bunch of gore too i mean like Mm -hmm. it's texas chainsaw through and through but it's also really 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 funny it's a it's a good horror horror comedy like mm-hmm. to the point where like it challenges doesn't really beat it but challenges the first one in my eyes right you know uh here's one that i just rewatched today i watched it when i was younger definitely shouldn't have watched it when i was younger but uh henry portrait of a serial killer tom tolls and michael rooker michael rooker really he's the main character and oh, he's wow. fucking dark in that fucking movie dude oh really? my god that movie's so sick you should watch it with me. I I haven't finished it all the way again, but I'm watching it on the Joe Bob Briggs show. Where mm-hmm. have I told you about Joe Bob? This Briggs? goes back to that tweet I had where I was like, John always wants to watch like dark and grimy things, and I'm like, can we watch things that have sparkles and light things, please? Well, I, you know, you get into this shit. I think a lot of the reason I'm into so much scary movies is because like I watch this shit, I'm less scared. I feel less scared in my normal life, and that's comforting to me. Well, so. Anything I can do to be like, less can anxious. Can we watch Teen Romance, please? Yeah. Can we watch Twilight? <laughs> Put Clueless on cue. But Joe Bob, um, Joe Bob does movie reviews before, and then you literally watch the movie, and he'll like stop it every once in a while, um, 
and he'll like tell you some stuff about the movie mm-hmm. and then you'll watch the rest of the movie and at the very end he'll have like a guest on who was like a director actor special effects artist um i'll show you that he's got a show on shutter okay. he, he used to have a show on tnt and he would do all kinds of movies. His favorite movies are like B movies and exploitation movies and stuff like that, like old, right. like cheap movies. So, I mean, it's kind of like Mystery Science Theater, except a little more seriously. Have I told you about Mystery Science Theater? I think Mystery Science Theater is the one where they'll watch like really, really cheap made movies, like Ed Wood movies, like mm-hmm. Plane Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> and uh, you'll watch the movie, and they'll be like sitting in front of the screen, and you're watching the movie with them. And they're making fun of the movie the whole time. It's like watching. It's <laughs> oh, you did yes, tell me about that. It, it, it's like if you were watching a movie and on a commentary track, you had like Patrice O'Neill and Dave Chappelle like sitting there frying the shit out of the That's movie incredible. the whole time. Uh, except it's you know it's like a white dude and two robots and shit. Right. Like, it's it, man. Joe Bob and Mystery Science Theater are both great, great shows if you are a movie lover and you're looking for new and like obscure stuff to get into. Right. Okay, speaking of getting into, let's get into 1987 with Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Another one of those super big franchises. It's an action franchise. Uh, my dad fucking loves these movies. And yeah. I love them too. I've man. never seen them. Yeah, they're really funny. Um, Danny Glover's the cop that's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. And that's like literally one of his like catchphrases. Like that's his line. Really? Like, yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit. And Mel Gibson's the young, like loose cannon cop. He's Brad Pitt to Danny Glover's Morgan Freeman. Oh, okay. yeah. You, you get it now. Like you get what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Uh, Predator came out that year. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bill Duke. One ugly motherfucker. Jesse the Body Ventura, former WWF champion, is in that movie as well. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Dude, one of the best alien action horror movies of all time. Did Cisco text you? On Instagram. What did he say? Oh, I posted the um, Hot Fuzz clip. Oh. And he said, he's fuck ugly. (laughs) He's fuck ugly. Uh, Princess Bride, another Rob Reiner classic. It's in my top ten. Carrie Ells, Robin Wright. Uh, Mandy Patinkin, Andre the Giant, another WWF champion. Listen, Princess Bride, mm-hmm. iconic. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And uh, Fred Savage is the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, full Metal Jacket. Damn, that's that's a deep dark movie. Another Stanley Kubrick uh, depressed fest. Yep. Yeah. You, you know. You watched up until Arlie Ermey bit the bullet. Yeah, you showed me that part. Yeah, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. They both both took one that night. Uh, Robocop, one of the most unassumingly fucking gory movies of all time is Robocop. At the very beginning of the movie, the dude who ends up becoming Robocop gets all of his limbs blown off. Oh. And like fucking explodes. Like they're shooting him to bits. Jesus Christ. Dope action movie. But like, don't get me wrong. Like Robocop is like an icon. Mm-hmm. But don't let your kids watch RoboCop uncensored. <laughs> you know, um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. This one's got Patricia Arquette and Freddy Krueger's back. And he's, oh, this one's the first one with Heather Langenkamp back, too. Uh, she's, oh, okay. Yeah, she's cool. Evil Dead 2. Uh, yeah, my favorite. Groovy. The best one. This is this is the one that really kind of sets the mood for the entire franchise. Not the entire franchise, I guess. The remake isn't anything like it. 
a lot darker. But this one sets up for Army of Darkness. This one sets up for Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah, this, this one definitely does the setup for his humor and his yeah. personality. I feel. I like. mean, he just be, he's a dick from this point on. He's a he's kind of a dick in the first one. Ash is. Do you know what I think it might be? Honestly, it's the chin. Well, yeah, but like so, like with the first one, obviously their budget was like really small, so they spent a lot of their effort in making it look as incredible as they could on their budget, and it had it had they did a, a terrible job. Well, well, but <laughs> I like, love the look, but right. they did a. But I'm just saying, job. like, I mean, they did good enough for it to be, like, iconic, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, but, yeah. like, I feel like in the second one, because they had a higher budget, they had the chance to develop these characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the first one, they spent so much well, effort. They pulled characters out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were like, okay, we don't need these. Well, yeah, like, only, <laughs> only two people go to the, the cabin. Right, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they had that, they, you really dive into Ash's personality mm -hmm. and his you know like the goofy hero like he's he's, he's the like, unassuming everyman yeah he's like every dude and he's literally being attacked by we, dead eyes we find us. out like we find who, out in army of darkness that he's a shop boy like yeah. that's his job like yeah he's like a normal like he doesn't need 20 to be, something yeah he, dude he has no business fighting off these monsters no but you love him for yeah, it <laughs> yeah you love him even though he's a piece of shit and then you find out, like he's like the dude next door. Like you know, at you least you know who one he is. You know who he is. He's the dude that lives next to Ron Livingston's character in Office Space. He's like, hey Peter, you want to come have a beer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey man, turn on Channel Fifty Five Breast Exam. Yeah, he's like he's like an overly dude, manly man. Yes, yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. yeah. That's Swallow my feelings. Yep. Um, he's make, like, uh -huh. not as bad in Evil make, Dead Two. Make your wife get in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. That's he's definitely totally, him. He's that guy. Um, but yeah. it's like I, I I love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Untouchables. Kevin Costner plays Elliot Ness. We got uh, uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery, um, former James Bond. He's his sidekick, and Robert De Niro is Al Capone. Fucking awesome movie. Yeah, man. Um, they can't get the Al Capone thing right. They they never have. He's probably the best Al Capone that's ever been on film. But like, there's been mm -hmm. so many. And Tom Hardy's about to be Al Capone in an upcoming movie. Um, Raising Arizona, Coen Brothers. Get off your phone. You're gonna I'm like this sorry. movie. Sorry, Emily. You... Emily texted me. Okay. Fuck Emily. <laughs> hey, Emily. Raising Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Um. And John Goodman. And um. Doesn't it have what's his face in it from Oh Brother? Is he in it? Uh. Who? Buster Scruggs. Is it? I don't know, but it's no. It, I think it's just it's John Goodman and it's, it's like some random dude. I think there's a lot of people in that. John Turturro is in it. John Turturro is in it. Isn't okay, and he, he one of the prisoners that broke out with Let him. Let me look up. Just just look up Raising Arizona cast because damn, we're almost to eighty nine. Mm -hmm. Let's see, John Turturro is in it for sure, right? Oh, Francis McDormand's in it. William Forsyth. Okay, I was wrong. Okay, damn. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, it's all good. Um, Raising Arizona is a classic. It's a really screwball comedy. It's a good one. Speaking of screwball comedies, king of screwball comedies, uh, Mel Brooks with Spaceballs. Um, I mean, the dude does no wrong. Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, he gets away with it all. And he spoofs sci-fi in all the best ways in Spaceballs. You've seen Spaceballs, right? Yes. Okay. Um it's been a long time. My dad loves Spaceballs. The, uh, I think you can't not like Spaceballs. I think everyone I've ever met 
likes Spaceballs mm-hmm. because it's so it's just like Dumb and Dumber. It's just like Monty Python it's, it, it's in the sense so of like ridiculous. In the sense of it's just it's airplane. It's it's going and it's going and it's going. I mean they yeah it never stops. they carry a story <laughs> a little better than like airplane would, but like right. Um, the scene where he says. Have you combed the desert? And then they're pushing a giant comb through the sand. And they're like, yeah, we can't find him. Holy shit. I mean, like, <laughs> diarrhea-inducing laughs. Like, oh, oh man. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. Hellraiser. Okay. Doug Bradley playing Pinhead. One of the most iconic I've never seen that one. I know. Uh, that movie actually tortured me as a, as a teenager. It was so fucking scary. Um, but Clive Barker directed it. He's the guy who wrote it. He also wrote Nightbreed. He also wrote Candyman. He also oh okay. Clive Barker's a he's a novelist, and that was his first time directing something. There's a there's a rumor he got on set the first day, and he was like, "All right, someone show me how to do this." Like that's me. Yeah, he was like, "Okay, I'm director. Now come do it for me." <laughs> uh, Dirty Dancing, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer I've Grey. I've never seen it. Oh wow, you'd love that movie. I've never seen Dirty Dancing. Do you know the story behind like in real life? Uh, Smith Mountain Lake. No, I mean like Patrick Swayze and, and Jennifer Grey could not stand each other. Oh, I think I saw that somewhere. They could not stand each other. They're friends now. I will. They were until Patrick. Yeah, Swayze I was like, huh? Yeah. She's like, yeah, we're friends now that he's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes he wraps his arms around her and they do pottery together. Yeah. Get it, ghost? Uh huh. Shut up. <laughs> uh, La Bamba. It's um, damn. What's the dude's name? I know Richie Valens is the dude who did La Bamba, but um, uh, Eddie, Freddie, Richie. Um, I don't know. I forgot the guy's name, but Louis Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips sure. is the guy who plays Richie Valens. And that, oh, I'm so glad I thought of that. Overboard. Overboard. Kurt Russell. Ah! Goldie Hawn. The kid I... who plays Tom Hanks' friend in Big. I got Big on here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, oh, Overboard was so fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw it for the first time like four months ago. Yeah, and it was great. Beautiful movie. I was kind of worried. That. I was kind of worried you weren't gonna like it because Kurt Russell's character is such a pig, and like yeah, but it's like it's a redemption type of pig. It's not like he's a pig for the sake of being. a Oh pig. yeah, like he's not just a piece. It's of It's like shit. he like, sucks like, in the beginning, and you're like, wow, he's kind of a turd. But then you're well, like, he doesn't you know suck what? at the beginning. He's a normal guy, and she sucks at the beginning. Yeah, she pisses him off, and, and he's then, like, I'm gonna get her back. Yeah, and once yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, and I'm gonna get her back, and then I'm gonna leave, and that was his plan. Yeah, <laughs> and then he fell in love with her, and then it Which all got harder. Is exactly the same plot as Tending the Hate About You. Yeah, yeah, kind of, basically, except there's no amnesia. I mean, <laughs> her falling in love with Heath Ledger is a little bit. No, like here, here's what's similar to 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, what's the one with Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Horse Lady? I don't. Wow. Um, it's uh, not How to Lose a Man in 10 Days. It's um, Failure to Launch because his parents can't stand him living at home anymore. So they pay a lady to come and get him out of the house because he's like a 40-year-old living with his parents. His parents are Kathy Bates and Terry Bradshaw. And they're like, oh, we can't stand him bringing women home and fucking them in the house anymore. We got to get him out of here. And his friends are like Bradley Cooper and the other dude from The Hangover. And like she meets his friends and she pretends to have like a dog that dies so he can like care for her and everything. 
and she goes and does his hobbies with him, which is like playing fucking paintball. Like she goes and plays paintball. It's such a it's a great romantic comedy. It's one of the best of all time. Which paintball also takes place in Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes, yes. Do you see what I mean? Like they're they're shot for shot. Not shot for shot, but like I'm being They don't have Heath Ledger in that one. Yeah, but Matthew McConaughey, and that's very all right. All right, all right. Uh, we're going in 1988 now. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Who did frame Roger Rabbit? I forgot. A <laughs> <laughs> um, mixture of CGI and, um, well, I guess it's kind of more along the lines of like two dimensional animation. Yeah, it's like real life and then two dimensional. And a cartoon. Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and it's one of the first really like good good uses of it. I mean, they've no, tried definitely. it before, but yeah. like this movie was really big tech. No, that was the one for also Christopher yeah. Lloyd. Yeah. And that one. Lloyd's in it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who played uh Jessica Rabbit? I forgot. Now I don't Was remember. it Sharon Stone? Or, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um Die Hard, John McClane, uh Bruce Willis, and uh what's what's uh Snape's name? Snape? Yeah. Oh shit. Alan no, no, Rickman. No, no, no. Oh, why'd you say it? <laughs> Because I was excited, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Potter. Yeah, like, I I love Die Hard. I haven't watched any of the sequels, but Die Hard is, like, such a solid 80s movie. It's such, it's got all the action cheese you want, and it's a great Christmas movie. Come on to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Rain Man, <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen a little bit of Rain Man. Have I? Dustin Hoffman, he was autistic, and Tom Cruise's brother trying to... Nope. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I remembered you saying like them. This looks really good. We watched it before. I was watching it before we went somewhere, and I was just watching a little bit of it. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember explaining the plot to you. Uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Michael Keaton. Beetlejuice. Where Alec is he? Baldwin. Uh, Gina Davis and Winona Ryder, and then uh, a bunch of other people too. Mm-hmm. The- I saw this one for the first time this past Halloween, like yeah. right near it. Yeah. Um. And you know what's funny? It's I mean, I guess I like it more now that it's kind of sat for a minute. <laughs> but when I first saw it, I mean, like, I saw the hype behind it becoming a classic, but I was, like, not... I remember that. I remember you saying that. I was, and I was like, was it's really, okay. I was really surprised. I I'm definitely a Hocus, po- a Hocus Pocus fan, though. But that's also probably because I never saw Beetlejuice as a kid. And I yeah, watched Hocus I, Pocus a hundred times. With movies like this, you sit and stir in nostalgia. And you like, I had the biggest crush on that little boy. And, then, have, and then they had that zombie that was funny. You didn't have the Beetlejuice experience. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't have it as a kid. Um, but I do love that movie. I thought. It, I thought it was an it interesting. Was great. I thought it was a very interesting. You know, classic. I get it. Yeah. What to do now that you're dead? Big. Big. Tom Hanks. Oh. Yeah. Great. I um, said it. I stole my mama's credit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an awesome movie. It's probably one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. Maybe not like my favorite like performance by Tom Hanks. It's a great comedy, but like I don't think it's like any any star studded amazing acting. Well, but you know what I think. I it's just good. think it's a fun movie. It's, it's it's good. It's a wonderful plot. It's good, you know, comedic fun. Mm-hmm. There's good timing in it. It's a good family movie. This is it's... like Tom Hanks before he became big drama. Boy, well, and that's what know? I was gonna like, say. It's like it's proof that Tom Hanks can be funny. It, well, it's like and that he's a normal well, guy. I feel like you see him is, so much in these big nowadays. Um, but the thing is, like. Back then, right before Philadelphia, people mm-hmm. needed proof Tom Hanks could be dramatic. Right. Because Tom Hanks was all funny. Which is so funny. Tom now. Hanks, um, 
hold on, is it 89? Yeah, 89, he does a horror movie, a horror comedy with Bruce Dern called The Burbs. Like, mm-hmm. he's just stacking on comedy movies at this point in the 80s. He's, he's that right. guy. You know? It's just so funny to see that knowing Tom Hanks yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like, Mr. Castaway, Captain Phillips, Forrest Gump. <laughs> like, Catch me if you can. Like, are this is the same man? Yeah. <laughs> um, Naked Gun, Leslie Nielsen again, uh, and O.J. Simpson. Uh, huh? Yeah, O.J. Simpson in that movie. When was the murders? The murder of his wife. I think it was like ninety-five. Okay. Or ninety-six. Yeah, it had to be in the earlier midnight. Well, was it that late? Yeah, because Robert Kardashian died not that long after was, that. It was like two thousand one. I thought it was like ninety three or ninety four. Maybe we'll or maybe maybe, that, maybe that's the year he was of the Bronco. He was driving. He was driving a ninety something Bronco. Yeah, we'll look it up. Okay. Yeah, we'll okay. look it up. Um, Coming to America, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. That's dude. one of the funniest. And you haven't seen Golden Child, have you? No. Damn. Yeah. Golden Child's hilarious, also. But Coming to America's that's probably my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Um, I'm gonna say it's probably my favorite. It's really really funny. Uh, the royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> she pops up under the, uh, the bathtub. Uh, they live. John Carpenter comes back with vengeance. With they live. Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David coming back. Uh, Keith David was also in the thing. And this is like one of the most anti-capitalist movies of all time. And, uh, you know, don't believe your eyes. Put the shades on. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. That's controversial, but what's even more controversial is the fact that Martin Scorsese made a movie humanizing Jesus Christ called The Last Temptation of Christ that year. Uh, Jesus Christ was played by Willem Dafoe. And, what? Yeah. And Judas Iscariot was played by Harvey Keitel, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. White from Reservoir Dogs. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Last Temptation of Christ was a really, really controversial depiction of Christ. Um it's a really good movie though. It's in the Criterion collection and mm-hmm. it's yeah, really well talked about. Akira and My Neighbor Totoro are both released that year. Uh, big big anime movies. Um mm-hmm. huge. Uh this is like I'd say 80s is when like Japanese anime like really exploded and like movies like this is where it came over to America. Right, right. I mean, as far as I know, I'm not a I'm not the biggest anime fan, so I Well, I, and I I'm feel fine like and, well, and this could be a whole different like podcast also, but 80s was huge for cartoons mm-hmm. and massive for cartoons of that nature. Like you had your I guess Pokémon wasn't until the 90s, but you had you had cartoons like Transformers. You had your Power Rangers. You had your like superheroes and things of other Masters of the Universe. Yeah, and I feel like so many animes and things like that at that time had the same type of concepts, and so I feel like it kind of just blended right into each other. It also provided a little bit of uh, cartoon uh, content for adults. Yeah, no, absolutely. A lot of a lot of anime, especially around that time, was absolutely. so much more adult. Shout out KC because KC would watch my brother. Um, <laughs> He's a huge, I mean, he grew up obviously through the early 90s and like seeing all of these movies. So he was a big Transformers yeah. like 
Oh, okay. You're you're talking cartoon. about like American cartoons. Yeah, well, yeah. well, but boils into also like I mean, he was a big Pokemon, big giant. Like I mean, yeah. like anything of the sort. I mean, my my weird. most of my experience in anime was when I was younger, watching Adult Swim, Yu Yu Hakusho, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, Inuyasha, stuff like yeah. that. And I don't remember much of Bleach or Inuyasha, but I remember Yu Yu Hakusho. I remember Dragon Ball Z, and I remember they were huge. Casey was a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, was Massive. he? Did he? Because he was a little. He's older than us. Was he Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball? Z or Dragon Ball? Because there don't was remember there was Dragon Ball and then Dragon Ball Z came when Goku was grown. Up. I don't remember, but I know he had the Dragon Ball Z game like a year and a half. I'm ago. also probably murdering this. He's like, also I, 30, so he was yeah. like, "We're getting this Dragon Ball Z game." Well, I know I I love all the games like for PS2, mm-hmm. like Budokai, Budokai Tenkaichi, like yeah. all, all that stuff. Yep. it was so fun. My brother's the reason I ever saw Tekken. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> like, um. Bloodsport, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is one of the biggest action stars to come out of the 80s as well. He's one of the least suspecting ones because he's kind of a pretty boy mm-hmm. and he's Dutch. So Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, coming out kind of gave a little bit of uh, star power to the martial arts genre. Let's see what else we got. Child's Play, Brad Dourif as Chucky in his first outing, the killer crazy doll, and he's awesome. He's- I still haven't seen it. I know, because you never want to watch it. You should definitely watch that <sighs> with me. It's really, really good. I guess. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, another really, really funny horror, quote-unquote, movie. Uh, I mean, like, there's deaths in it, but nothing's scary. It, and all the clowns don't right. look like normal clowns. They look like aliens, because they are. Friday the 13th, Part 7, <laughs> it comes out. And I'm done by this point, Jesus. Um, Stand to Deliver, another Lou Diamond Phillips uh, movie. It's a good movie. Um, Oliver and Company, the Disney movie. I've never seen that. I remember watching it. I don't remember much about it, but I remember like I loved it. It was so good. And Twins. Danny DeVito is twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Obviously, they're fraternal twins. That's it's, hilarious. It's so funny. It's, have you never seen it? No. We should watch it. It's really funny. 1989 comes along and we're rearing the end of the decade, starting off with Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, starring Michael Keaton. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. And Damn. Yeah, I know. What, what, a, what a heat casting choice for both. Um, Michael Keaton was like, everyone was like, he's ugly, he's short. I'll be damned if he's not my favorite Bruce Wayne. Really? Yeah, honestly. I've never seen a single Batman movie in my that's life. That's the one to watch. I, well, the Dark Knight's the one to watch, but that's the one to watch. Like, otherwise... Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. This is the third in the trilogy. Um, George Lucas was getting that coin, dude. Every year, dog. Every year. Dead Poet Society. Robin Dead Williams. Poet Society. Damn. Robin Williams comes out and he says, "You know, I can do drama too, fuckers." And pretty Ethan, much. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke was there too. <laughs> yeah. That's if you haven't seen Dead Poet Society. Damn, is that a heart wrenching? That's and a another, wonderful movie. But that's another high school play all the time movie. We, yeah. We watched. Dead Poets Society. Yeah, that's definitely a, like you need to watch it in high school because that's really when you need to see something like that. Yeah, I, that's a really that's when point. it that's when it means something. It I mean, it, it matters at older too, but like that's when you need it yeah. as developmental. Yeah, that's like a that's like a film study movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> another film study movie. Do the right thing. Uh, Spike Lee. This is probably probably his most famous movie, and arguably maybe in my, it's definitely in my top three. It might be my favorite of his movies. I think that's, that's a great movie. Um, when Harry met Sally, probably top three romantic comedies for me. It's, it's Never amazing. Seen that. I know you won't watch that one with me either. Uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan are in it. Uh, they are Harry and Sally respectfully. 
Um, Look at this stuff. Little Isn't Mermaid. Great, great, great movie. Ooh, I've only seen that twice. I've seen, listen, I don't think I could even give you an estimate of how many times I've seen <laughs> I, that's all I cared about as a child. I had Ariel the flounder. Everything. I had the, no, I had, not even just that. I had flounder as a plush toy and I had her dumb ass seagull friend as a plush toy. Yeah. I love the, I still love the little mermaid. I love that movie. Solid. Um, <laughs> we also got parenthood in 1989. That's Steve Martin, Keanu Reeves, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, that's got probably one of my favorite, like Keanu Reeves isms mm-hmm. was he said, uh, he was like, you gotta be a certain age to drink and you got to get a license to drive a car and you got to get a license to have a gun but any old asshole can have a kid and then like he transports back like he's like whoa like you know like right back into regular counter reeves <laughs> um speaking i think yes i'm right uh bill and ted's excellent adventure also came out that year which is like keanu reeves breakout um, this Which is so funny because again, I think of Keanu Reeves and I think of the Matrix. <laughs> I think of the Matrix. I think of John Wick. I think of Point Break. Mm-hmm. When was Point Break? Did I miss Point Break or was that nineties? That probably nineties. I think. Yeah. Um, but dude, Bill and Ted's hilarious. Bill and Ted <laughs> is the most like skater boy, like doofus in high school movie ever. If if you're an idiot high schooler listening to this, watch that shit, man. Uh, Back to the Future Two came out in. 89. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just making sure I didn't mess that one up. Uh, 1989. Yeah. Banging ass. And they actually filmed the third one at the same time as it was. Yeah. They, they Even did though the it. third one came out and I think it was 91. Yeah, they did at the exact same time and just kind of held off so people had a little time to mm-hmm. recover from this. I mean, one. not the whole thing. They filmed pieces at the yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah. They, they were in like pre production for the third one at the same time they were finishing up this movie. Yeah. Um, One of Kevin Costner's best roles, Fill the Dreams. I think it's a little cheesy of a movie, but. It's it's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, the famous line: "If you build it, they will come." Talking about the baseball field in the right. middle of the cornfield. Um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight: <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan. One of the corniest fucking horror movies I've ever seen, and I loved it. Jason is on top of a building, and this kid is boxing with him, and he cocks his arm back and. Punches his head off right into the middle of uh, Times Square. Oh. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> uh, Driving Miss Daisy with Morgan oh, Freeman. Oh, 89? Yeah. Oh. It doesn't feel that old, does it? No. It feels like How old movie. is Morgan Freeman? God damn. He's been 70 since the 20s. <laughs> He's been 70 his whole life? Poor yeah. thing. Have you seen his like school pictures? He looks old as shit. No. He looks old as Driving shit. Driving Miss Daisy is such a wonderful... God, it's such a wonderful movie. movie. And I always think of um, Morgan Freeman and the other lady snapping green beans in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I I love that movie. Yeah. It's on Netflix. We got to watch that soon. I haven't since I was a kid. I love that movie. Um, I mentioned The Burbs, Tom Hanks, Bruce Dern. It's a comedy horror. My Left Foot is one of the premiere and kind of originally – Without without being in bad taste, original like depictions of a real life, uh, physically and partially mentally challenged person. Daniel Day Lewis won his first Oscar for being uh, Christy Brown, the painter, who could only who only had full autonomy of his left foot, and that's what he painted with. And he painted 
you know, prized winning paintings. It, it's an amazing story and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, he's so good in that movie. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Freddy's getting a little corny here, but, you know, he's doing the damn thing. He's still out of here. <laughs> and Wes Fifth Craven, year in a row. Yeah, Wes Craven still ain't directing it. Uh, Uncle damn. Buck is one of my favorite comedies uh, from the 80s. Uh, why don't you take this, flicks the nickel, and get a rat to gnaw that thing off your face. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, dude, the, the principal lady's got this big-ass mole, like huge. And she's like cussing out his nephew or niece and nephew. And uh, he's like, you're never going to talk to them those kids that way again. And he like, flicks the nickel and he's like, go downtown and get a rat to gnaw that thing off your face. Damn. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Best Christmas movie of all time. Uh, not up for debate. Uh, Home Alone and Jingle All the Way are great, but not Christmas Vacation. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Pet Cemetery. It's another Stephen King adaptation. Um, way fucking better than the remake. I'll tell you that much. Well, I didn't hate the remake. I just feel like looking back at it, I kind of hated it. I, I, th- I think when I watched the first Pet Cemetery, I was like eleven or twelve, and so it was terrifying to me, like eleven or twelve years old. Um, definitely a classic horror movie, but I think they did a good job in the new one of making it where it's aimed at a, at a new audience. Yeah, I didn't without like- changing the story. I just feel like I, honestly I feel like the second the new one was cheesier than the original one. Yes. Yes, and I think it could have been a cast a lot better. I think yeah. John Lithgow was the only right cast cast they did. Yeah. Uh, as the old man. Yeah. Uh, he was the only good good yeah. person in the movie. And their choice to like didn't they kill the little girl instead of the boy or like vice versa? Didn't the girl die in the original? In no, the... I think the girl died in both. Didn't she? No, the little boy died. In, in the original one? Then? Yeah. Okay, then it was the girl in the new one though. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, they changed something. But I just, I yeah, I feel like the newer one, surprisingly enough, it was more corny than the original. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, just looking back at it, I didn't really enjoy it as much as, um, as I could have. I feel like it was really cheap shots. Not like it was cheaply made, but like it was very obviously trying too hard to be scary. It, you know what it almost Which is seemed? funny because I feel like the old ones do that, but like Pet Cemetery originally, I feel like was a pretty scary movie. Well, did did Mick Garris do Pet Cemetery the original one? I'm not sure. I feel like the new one was. Um, it it seemed like they had too big of a budget, and they were just like, yeah, let's just get some really amazing like. CGI yeah. and shots and like incredible cinematography for this movie that doesn't need it. Uh, it was directed by Mary Lambert, not Mick Okay, Garris. okay. Yo, do you know when uh, Stand By Me was released? August 22nd, 1986. Damn. That's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Say Anything is the final that we're going to throw out here. And I think that was Cameron Crowe who did Almost Famous. Mm-hmm. And um, it stars... I've never seen Say Anything. Me neither. Stars John Cusack. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Hulu. We should watch it. I know, like, the yeah iconic, you know, the radio. Well, and, the- like, the plot. I know the plot. Like, right. It's funny because John Cusack, he wants to be a kickboxer in that movie. Like, you'd think I'd have watched it already, but right. I think he gets his ass beat. It's really funny. Um, 
but yeah, it starts John Cusack, and that's one of the like seminal scenes of 80 movies is holding the big uh, boombox up. Trying yeah, to that's your, the trying one. to get your girl back. Yeah, um, guys, as far as we're concerned, that's the 80s. You know, like that. That's the 80s to us. Yeah. Mom, dad, uh, Steffi's mom. If if you guys are listening, I know the 80s might have seemed different to you. But this is the way that it came out to us. Okay, this is this is <laughs> this is what you guys spread to us, and this is what we felt movie wise uh, encapsulates that time period. You know what else? I feel like the '80s definitely. Now, obviously, things are referenced from all points in history, but I feel like the '80s really, like we were saying earlier, sparked that part in pop culture where I feel like so many things from the '80s are referenced all the time. So many of these movies have their moments and their scenes and their shots and their lines that I'm like, it's everywhere. Well, everywhere. John Hughes is the king of the 80s. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Like 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club. Um, He had another one. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. You can't. You, you don't do more than that. I don't care if you're George Lucas doing all your Indiana Jones and Star Wars. No, because, I yeah, John Hughes made, like, the... He made 80s movies. Well, yeah. That's, they should that's, be a category. Well, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's like, those are the coming of age. Like, if you were... Which I guess... And I guess we feel that way. Both of our parents were teenagers in the 80s. Yeah. All, all of... I mean, all of them were teenagers in the 80s. And I feel like... You know, them seeing those coming of age movies when they were 16 probably trickled down onto us somehow. But I yeah. feel like, yeah, I feel like those movies encompass what the 80s was. It was just like teenagers being, you know, rebellious and skipping school and yeah. playing pranks on their teachers. And- it's like it's relatable, but you also know that that's the past because things have changed so much. Right. Like, Things have right. changed and things have stayed the same um, in right. different ways. No, absolutely. We're doing the same stuff, just in different ways now. Yeah, exactly. Now we have phones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is the same. Like you could just Bluetooth the shit to your speaker instead mm-hmm. of Ferris Bueller having the trophy knock over and press his button on his radio. And right. Shit. <laughs> and I mean, there's a ton of these you guys have probably heard that like have remakes now. And like, that's because in my opinion... I wanted to start because we'll probably do a 70s episode and a 90s episode, maybe a 2000s episode. Maybe I'll do like a 50s or 60s or something. Steffi doesn't – you don't really watch too many older movies. I mean, like I just that. haven't seen a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. If you want to watch them, we can and we mm-hmm. can both go into it. But um, we wanted to really start with the 80s because, I mean, I think this is probably for both of us our favorite time for movies. Yeah. It, I mean, I have – 80s and on. I mean, 80s and 90s for me are neck and neck. Obviously, the 80s is jam-packed full of all of these classics, but yeah. the 90s also hits closer to me, I guess, because that's when I feel like I... I mean, when I started watching movies, it was a lot of movies from the 90s as a, as a kid. You know, everything that I grew up with, every cartoon, every child's movie, like every... Yeah. All kinds of stuff. But I, I do feel like the 80s really starts it for me. I think I think a 90s, a 90s movie podcast would, would probably do well. I mm-hmm. think I think we could probably start working on that here soon, and maybe in the next couple of weeks, maybe get a '90s one. Yeah, out. yeah. Uh, I've got the '70s one written up already, so I mm-hmm. mean, that that's going to be nothing whenever I end up doing that one. But right, uh, yeah. So I mean, keep an eye out, guys. Uh, we're going to keep switching it up every every week or two. You know, maybe we'll do a review next week. Maybe we'll do a top ten. Who knows? Um, in the meantime, if you want to hear that '90s episode, just keep tuning in. 
and eventually it'll be up. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, that's the best I could say. Um, anything to end us off, Steph? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess if, you know, if you listen and there's some of these that you haven't seen yet for some reason, um, now's the best time to watch them. You're stuck at home. Yeah. Just pay attention to what we've kind of said about each one. There's a couple we delved more into. There's some of these that are much more classics than the other ones. Yeah. You know? Um, and I mean, you can choose for yourself, which one means the most to you for whatever reason, but I feel like there's definitely something for everybody in any of these good i tried to i tried to really vary it i I tried well yeah and i think just even in general like when they were made i feel like year by year there's just so many different things happening that really made their mark on the 80s well yeah some of these movies have like time stamps on them well yeah but but it's it's really funny because i feel like you know sometimes you can you can pinpoint a decade by the genre of things that were coming out of it but Risky the business 80s, is 80s. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I feel like the 80s was so all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. the real thing that it keeps in common is that it is wholeheartedly well, the let's 80s. Pick, you look, know? Let's pick a comedy from 1980. Let's mm-hmm. do Caddyshack, right? Caddyshack is nothing like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, okay? Right. That's how much things changed in the span of one decade. In nine years, we went from Caddyshack with a bunch of old dudes playing golf Mm-hmm. to two wannabe rock stars in high school traveling through time in a telephone booth. Yeah. Like what's going on? Insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely, um. yeah, there's so many different types of movies. I mean, you really can't go wrong. You know, you can't go wrong. And like I said, man, we're, we're not, you know, we're not born a different wrong generation. We're just, this is, these are I the ones. I appreciate it. I the, really yes, do. I, I think at the end of the day, that's the, that's the term I'd like to use the best is these are movies we really truly appreciate and adore and yeah we want to express that by doing this entire show around it um well and you know what i feel like too and i was mentioning it earlier before we did this there's a lot of things that take that are new that take place in the 80s and without seeing things from the 80s you really don't like you don't feel it the same. Like yeah. I know I always mention Stranger Things because it's the thing that most people have seen. Yeah. But it's like to see Stranger Things take place in the eighties and like you see things like the Reagan sign in the yard and like the you know, it's just funny because you like when you see yeah. the these eighties movies, like it really comes to life when you see it in things mm-hmm. that are new, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um don't necessarily wish I was alive in the eighties, but I will tell you what though. I'm glad John Carpenter and John George Hughes. and George Miller and John Hughes and Robert Zemeckis. All these dudes. I'm glad they were all alive and old enough to be working. When they were. Yeah, when they were. Thank you, George Lucas things, and things all Things just you. work out, you know? Yeah, dude. Kurt Russell. Tim Burton, and- yeah. I mean, we. it was a golden age for sure. 90s was badass. 2000s was badass. 2010s was badass. But this is it. Like, this was the best so far. And this is when it popped off, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. This is, I mean, people say like 50s was golden age Hollywood, and it probably was, but like, I don't like it half as much. <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you that much. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's really all I got to say about it for real, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tune in next week, guys. I have no idea what we'll have for you, but we've got about six notebooks filled with ideas, so I'm sure we'll figure something out. Um, in the meantime, stay home, please stay safe, 
don't go infecting people. If you need anything, order it. Um, you know, all the coronavirus stuff I've been yelling at you about for weeks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let, let's get a, let's get safe again. I'm trying to do a vacation this summer. I, I need, I'm trying to like, I don't know, not feel bad about seeing my friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I miss the boys. I know you all miss podcasts with the boys. Like, come on guys. Let me see my friends. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, whenever you're listening, have a good morning, afternoon, evening, or night. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bill, my friend. Yes, Ted, my friend. This has been a most excellent adventure.